What's going on, Broncos country? I hope you guys are enjoying Victory Tuesday. I know I am. I still do not have my voice 100% back following that win on Monday night in Buffalo, which might be the biggest win in recent Broncos history. Like, beating the Chiefs is definitely up there, but going on the road, underdog in Buffalo, and really knocking the Bills off their track and putting yourself back on track feels like an absolute season-changing win. So, we're going to run through some of the overreactions that I have seen out there following the win. And I'm going to tell you guys whether or not I think it is an overreaction or no, I don't think that is an overreaction. I think that is completely in bounds. So let's start with the first one. And that is the Broncos playoff bound. Eh, not quite there yet. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a great high to ride right now. Four and five still leaves plenty of work to do. When you look at the updated AFC playoff picture, Denver is very much on the outside looking in. Well, not very much. It's only a game back, right? They're at four and five, and the number seven seed belongs to the Texans at five and four, which means that game between uh, the Broncos and the Texans in a few weeks could have major playoff implications for the tiebreaker since the Jets own the tiebreaker over Denver. Broncos have, have it over the Bills, but still some games to be played between the Chargers and the Raiders. So a lot of football to be played. Let's not get too obsessed with looking at the playoff picture. We are only at the halfway mark of the season, pretty much. However, when you look at the upcoming schedule in the next eight games, there are some tough games still. And this team has played very well. But week 11, the red-hot five-winning streak, Minnesota Vikings come to town. Then the Browns come to town. They look like one of the best teams in the AFC at 6-3. and three. Then all of a sudden, the Texans game, what looked like could be a pretty easy game, on the road, they're above 500. That's not going to be a walk in the park. The Chargers are still going to be a tough team. The Lions are looking like the best team in the NFC after the Philadelphia Eagles and maybe the 49ers. The Patriots suck, so that should be an easy win. I still don't believe in the Raiders. I never will, I never will believe in the Raiders. But eight games left. Denver has proven they can hang with the best of them. So none of these teams, I think, are going to be too overpowering for the Broncos. But they do not have an easy schedule coming up. So they do not have a whole lot of slack. Ultimately, in a 17-game season, I think for a team that came into the year projected to win 7-9-ish to nine-ish to 10-ish games, right in the, right in the middle of the, of the pack, you can get like maybe one game of slack, right? One second-half meltdown like we saw in the Commanders game. And you're still okay. Like, you're not dead, right? You can still salvage the season knowing, hey, we might not be the talent, most talented team out there, so we're not going to be able to just waltz our way to 11, 12, or 13 wins. But the issue is, I feel like Denver used both of their get-out-of-jail-free cards already, meaning games they probably should have won, and looking back, they are kicking themselves for not winning. The Raiders game in Week 1, the Commanders game in Week 2, so we're at week 11 now, and they've already used up two of their games you wish you could undo. I wonder if there's going to be one or two or more of those left in the rest of the schedule, and that's just going to mean too hard of a mountain to overcome starting the year 1-5, and five, not giving yourself a lot of slack the rest of the way, having to be close to perfect to go on a playoff run. But what do you guys think? Will the Broncos make the playoff? My preseason record prediction for Denver was 9-8. and eight. That looked really bad a few weeks ago, but now it looks like it has some life to it. So let me know. Can the Broncos get to nine wins, which I think could get them into the dance? Overreaction number two. Is Russell Wilson back? Right? Is he back, 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 back? 
Not quite. I, I don't think so. Now, this is not a pity party or this is not a rain cloud moment here. Broncos country should be enjoying this win. Russell Wilson did a lot of great things on Monday night to help secure the win for the Denver Broncos, and he is playing much better than he was last season, right? He's already got more touchdowns. Uh, he is playing out of his mind. He is playing one of the best seasons of his NFL, excuse me, of his short-lived Broncos career thus far. However, I don't think he really is right where Denver thought they, would, they were getting him when they traded for him out of Seattle. It's an obvious improvement from last season, but then again, that's not saying a whole lot. Like, that was sort of my calling card all offseason when people ask, will Russell Wilson bounce back with Sean Payton? Well, of course he will. He threw 16 touchdowns last year. How could you not improve from that number? I'm still not sold on Russell Wilson being here past 2024. Now, he helped them get the win, and ultimately, that's the most important thing. But Denver never threw the ball down the field once in that game until they went to Jerry Judy on the de defensive pass interference, right? They were keeping it close. Russell Wilson was having a career-low yards per attempt going into the fourth quarter. That does not say a lot of confidence in your quarterback to push the ball down the field. So enjoy the win. It was awesome. Russ did a lot of great things. But no, after one win in Buffalo, I am not going to overreact to Russ's back. Russ is the guy we saw in Seattle. I'm still looking for that guy. Now, if you are still looking to get tickets, say, for the upcoming game against the Vikings, well, today's Broncos breakdown is sponsored by Game Time. Now, you should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. So let's say you want to go see that Broncos-Vikings game on Sunday Night Football. Well, Game Time is going to give you guys $20 off your first purchase when you download the Game Time app. So the way I look at it as Game Time is going to spot you your first beer and hot dog at the game or whatever you want to get as a refreshment because Game Time's $20 off, $20 off deal gets you in the building that much easier and it's going to help you save some money as well. It's the place to find last minute seats. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code BRONCOSCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account and redeem that code Broncos Chat for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Third overreaction. Is it time to apologize to Vance Joseph? Yes, it absolutely is. Because I was calling for Vance Joseph's job. You were calling for Vance Joseph's job. We all were calling for his job. And Vance Joseph and his defense have had a remarkable turnaround. A turnaround no one saw coming. I mean, maybe they thought that they would improve a little bit, meaning they're not going to give up 70 points every week to the Miami Dolphins. But I don't think we saw them going from giving up 70 points to Miami to what they did to the Buffalo Bills offense, right? What's supposed to be one of the best offenses in the National Football League. And they forced four takeaways, two picks, two fumbles, limited Josh Allen to 177 passing yards, kept them at bay at times on the ground. I know James Cook had some long runs, but man, it always felt like Denver's defense was in control of this game. Sure, Dalton Kincaid slipped past Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons once or twice, but ultimately, Stephon Diggs was put in PS2's pocket, and Denver's defense was in control of this game start to finish, in my opinion. 
Now, Denver's defense, compare the numbers from the first three weeks of the season when they started off 0-3 to weeks 4 through 10. Points allowed, cut in half. Sure, 70 points is an outlier, but yards allowed, dramatically down. Sacks, of course, up in a bigger time span, but takeaways. One takeaway in the first three weeks to 20. I mean, they had nine in the last two weeks alone. That's a huge reason for that record going from 0-3 to 4-2. This defense playing a major part in salvaging this season. And there are some unsung heroes. Like, you've got your Justin Simmons and your Pat Sertans of the world. But let's give some airtime to guys like Alex Singleton, who's quickly becoming a fan favorite. And after just a season and a half, already feels like a lifelong member of Broncos country. Quarterback Jaquan McMillan taking over from Isang Bassey, who took over from Kwan Williams in the nickel position. And he's out there on the first play of the game, ripping the ball out of James Cook's hand, making interceptions on Patrick Mahomes. McMillan was fantastic in the preseason. And for those of you that watch preseason football, pat yourself on the back because you knew this play was inside of Jaquan McMillan. And finally, Fabian Moreau. Damari Mathis was unplayable to start the year. They make the change. They go to the veteran Moreau, and he has been a not near, like not lockdown, lockdown corner, but he is sprinting across the field. He is breaking up passes. He is forcing turnovers. Fabian Moreau is having the best year of his NFL career, in my opinion. Now, before we get on to the rest of my overreactions, if you were with us for our Broncos Bills watch party, you saw just how electric it can be here at the Broncos Breakdown. We crossed 18,000 subscribers, so thank you to all of our new subs. But help us reach 19,000, and then the granddaddy of them all for milestones, 20,000 subscribers. Fourth overreaction. Marvin Mims, is he awesome? Yeah, he, he's awesome, guys. I mean, he is just starting to really evolve into his NFL career, and if it starts at special teams and grows to being a wide receiver, we'll take it. But Marvin Mims against the Bills had two punt returns for 44 yards, one kick return for 31 yards. He has been a spark plug on special teams. We have seen Marvin Mims do great things on offense earlier this year. Not quite sure why we haven't seen more from him offensively. He only had one target in the win against Buffalo. But Marvin Mims is awesome. I can confirm, yes, this just in, and he just took another punt out to the 45-yard line. Like, when you know your offense is not necessarily clicking all that well against a good Bills defense on the road, doing everything you can to improve field position, that's going to make a world of difference. Marvin Mims is awesome. Before we get on out of here, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Anna Underwood for giving us a super thanks here on the channel. Anna, thank you so much. Super thanks saying love your content every week. Let's go mile high. You are all amazing, but let's ride. Russ has his blank together. So exciting for an exciting year. Anna, thank you so much for supporting the channel. I really appreciate, excuse me, that super thanks and all of the donations we get here from people like John E., from the Calvin family, from VT92, and all of the super thanks and super chats we have gotten over the time of this channel. Now, before we get on out of here, Victory Tuesday, baby. If you enjoyed that win, just drop a DEN in the comment section. That's going to do two things for me. One, I'm going to know who watches all the way to the end of the video so I can kind of, uh, you know, get some extra love to the MVPs, if you will. Two, Victory Tuesday does not come along very often, right? It's not like Denver has a fantastic road record on Monday Night Football. So if you enjoyed that win, enjoy it a little bit more by dropping a DEN in the comment section.